This is Jackie Elam Live Entertainment Unlimited. You are tuning in with me and my guest, Julian Broadus, Snoop Dogg's third son. We were just talking about how he is honing in on his craft by studying and, and writing and learning more about producing. I guess I had a question. So you're studying, you're writing. Um, at some point, like you said, you, you were able to produce some of your music on your own. You, you put it out and then you took it down. Um, you created your own studio in your home or are you also going to different studios? Well, for me, I had my studio in my like closet. Like I was, I was ambitious. I'm, I'm still ambitious to this day, even more. But like I was, a, I was like, man, I gotta get this music out. I gotta really see what it would sound like. And so I would go to a friend's house, and um, I recorded there for the first time. And it was weird to hear myself on a microphone. And I wanted it, like, because I was a basketball player at first, okay. as you know. And I broke my hand. And before that, I asked God if, if like he wants me to play basketball still, or he wants me to pursue music. And when I broke my hand like like right after like a couple like weeks or two after that, and I was like, okay, like I know this music stuff is for me. So I gave it a shot, and I fell in love with it the first time. Like first song wasn't really good. I'm not gonna lie. And, Who did uh, you let hear? How did you how did you know you weren't good? Like you are, uh, you have like goodness in your bloodline. <laughs> well, it wasn't that I wasn't good. I just didn't have a flow. Okay. So it was everything was rushed, like with the sound. Like, I wouldn't give the the music any breaks. Like it was just a straight continuous line of of raps, and I thought it was hard, but it wasn't. <laughs> like listening to it, I can listen to it now. I was like, oh, thank God I took it down. But uh, yeah, it was the first one I ever made, and for me, it, I felt joyous because it was like something I made. Like it was, it had my name on it, had my touch on it, my spin, and it was crazy. Like I loved it. Like it was, and I could be myself. When I was a basketball player, I could only do so much, and like, I couldn't be unique really, because everybody everybody plays basketball. They they wear the same stuff. It's like everybody's not your height though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you make it easier. You could just stand there and just dunk, right? You don't have to jump. Yeah, maybe not, at six 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 five. But I was playing guard, so it was like I was doing all the stuff that like all the small fast people do, and it was like, yeah, not good. I didn't like having to guard all the point guards and shooting guards. I was like. Let me take a break off that. And uh, yeah, this music stuff is what I love. So I'm really glad that God opened those doors for me and showed me that this is where you should go. Exactly. And I love that you don't feel the pressure to rush. Oh, yeah. uh, you don't feel the pressure to just quickly get something out there, even though you did and took it back. You just don't feel that pressure. Now, we were talking about pressure. What pressure do you feel being the the son of Snoop Dogg? Oh, uh, well, the <clears throat> the pressure I feel of being Snoop Dogg's son is it's a tremendous pressure. Don't get me wrong; like I just appear relaxed and I can yeah, I do. can <laughs> keep myself calm. But trust me, every day it's like I don't want to make it like a bad decision because. It doesn't just affect me. It affects my father's image as well. Everybody who's in my family, like my mother, my father, everything like that. So when I make a decision, it's I'm like I'm thinking about more than just myself every time. And I don't really have pressure in this mixed up because music is, it's even if it's even if I don't end up being successful in it, it's like I still love it. And at the end of the day, I'm gonna keep doing it, whether there's money involved in it and whether there's not. But 
I would love to be able to make you know music like a career for me. And that's why I want to take my time with it and not rush anything and be a one hit wonder. Let's say like I make like a really good song now and then I can't capitalize on that. And then my music just tanks out. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Well, we have a caller on the line and um, they're calling. Hello. How are you, caller? Who am I talking I'm to good. and where are you calling from? This is, this is Janae from Houston, Texas. Welcome, welcome all my family and friends and listeners out there and watchers because you can also see us on this interview. Welcome, Houstonians, and welcome, Janae. Uh, do you have a question for Julian? Yes, I do, Julian. I wanted to know, so you seem like a real nice, laid-back type of guy. You don't seem like real gangster like your dad. <laughs> so you seem like, so is your music, music going to go, like, in a different direction? Are you going to do, like, pop, or, or is your oh, rap yeah. going to be gangster? Or is it no. Just, like, what, what type of music are you doing? I think I, I think I'm gonna end up in that pop lane sooner than not because like I like it like I'm not gonna front I like listening to pop I like listening to EDM I like listening to a whole bunch of stuff I'm not just a like listening to rap music all the time I'm way beyond like the barriers of music like I listen to some rock sometimes like for me right. it's whatever vibe I'm feeling that day I'm gonna listen to it like I I don't really care like what people think about what I listen to like. I was I was raised off of jazz and classical music all my life. Like it's nothing like for me to like to listen to music that's, that's different. That's awesome. Me too. I I listen to tons of different things. You when you love genuinely love music, you can't just limit yourself to just one thing or because that's what your dad does or what people may expect of you. And and that's good. I'm glad that you're following your heart and being your own entity and your own individual. Exactly. I, I, um, just watching you, I could just detect that from your energy. Like your soul just gave off a little different vibe to me and I connected with you. I was like, he's cool. He, he got a different vibe. And, you know, he seemed like he's like on a different level. And, and, um, and I keep hearing you, you know, mention God and praying and stuff like that. So I think you're going to go far, sweetheart. Just keep, keep it up and, and always follow your dreams and, and don't do what everybody expects you to do. And you're going to do great. You Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so that. much, Janae from Houston, Texas, calling in. Thank you. Thanks, Jackie. You look great, girlfriend. Thank You're you. So pretty hey. with my fellow Houstonian. My fellow Houstonian. <laughs> but that's so true right. because, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're still on. Okay, bye, girl. <laughs> so that's so true. You know, people do expect you to sound like your father, to talk about the things that your father talked about. But earlier you did say, I didn't grow up in this gangster life. So how can I rap about that, even though you know, artists do rap about it and they don't have that real life experience. So you say you grew up listening to jazz. Like who, who, who put jazz in your ears at such a young age? Uh, my mother and my father. So how old would you say you were when they introduced you to other genre of music? I was in the womb. Oh, okay. Well, that uh, makes from, sense. From the womb, I've been listening <laughs> to different stuff because my mom, like when she was pregnant, she would always listen to jazz and classical music and everything of like that sort of like serene music I wouldn't listen to like too much rap until like I was like a cool two years old three <laughs> years old and my mom would always put in my dad's cd because he would just leave it in there okay and then I was I, it was bad to the point where I was like cussing because I would know every lyric of the song because it would be replayed so much because my dad would always play it but is that does is it okay because technically it's your daddy you just saying what your daddy said like is that okay for two three-year-olds to, to no, no <laughs> it's not to recite the music of a legendary father no I, mean, I guess that's not a it good was look. like it was, it was like all the hardcore stuff like the uh 
That was what, like 2001? Okay. Like the Chronic album was Oh, yeah, yeah. You should not be quoting and reciting the Chronic. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely one of those. <laughs> no, yes. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you got a pass, but I guess not. <laughs> Mommy turned around like, no, baby. Yeah, she was like, she's like, no, 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 no. But then she took the disc out and then he'd come and he'd play it still and they'd be like, what, what's going on? I'd be cussing and stuff. It was just all bad. That's so funny. <laughs> so you have a great vision for yourself as not being locked into one sound um, for this hip-hop business. Who do you see yourself working with, Nan? Because, like, you say you can't necessarily describe what your sound is. So if you could work with someone in the business to kind of, like, that may match well with your sound or what you see yourself doing, who would it be? Um... Uh, let's see. For one, like, I love listening to Chris Brown's music. I feel like he's probably the next best thing next to Michael Jackson coming up. Yes, I agree. So it's like, if I, if I had to, like, list somebody I'd have, like, would love to work with, it'd be Chris Brown. Whether it be just writing, like, some lyrics with him or, because I'm not on Chris Brown's level of singing. That dude is beyond, like, Wait, you said singing. So you sing too? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. That's oh, you're singing and yeah. rapping. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that'll be a different twist. I mean, exactly. wait, we do get some rappers that do try to sing on. And I, I guess that might and be auto-tune. auto-tune. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> so you that. actually can hold a note, like stand in front of the church. No, not yet. Oh, okay. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to develop. Because <laughs> that's where you know you can go to the next yeah. level. Because most people come from the church the first. Choir, yeah. The choir, and then onto the stage. Okay. Yeah. So you're trying to get to the point of, you singing with the choir, you're just not standing, you're not doing your solo yet. No. So in front low. of the choir. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So, like, as far as hip-hop artists, though, like, are you, do you relate well with, like, a Kendrick Lamar? No. No. Oh, okay. Kendrick Lamar is, is a really, that music is, like, beyond my, like, understanding. That's so, it's so, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's so beautiful. I love it. Like, Kendrick Lamar's old stuff, I feel like that makes him one of the best of all time because it's, it's so dynamic with what he's saying and his flow is on point. Everything about his music has always been good. I mean, I, w- I had mixed emotions about this last album he dropped because, you know, I was like, I was the first listen to it, I thought it was going to be like Good Kid Mad City, but it wasn't. It was something like a deeper meaning behind it and like lots to think about. So I was listening to it the first time. I was like, oh, I don't like this. This doesn't sound good. But I gave it a listen again in a more calm state of mind, and I really loved it. So uh, J. Cole, is that more your style? I mess with J. Cole's music so heavily. Okay, so that is more your style. So you well, like, not not more my style, like not your style, but who you seem, who you can see yourself Travis working Scott. with. Also, okay, Travis Scott. I think he's a Houstonian, right? Yeah, he is. He's out of Houston. I H-Town, love Travis Scott's H-Town. music because he's. It's like he's so wild. He's so raw with everything he does. It's like, who's gonna tell Travis Scott what he can do? I love to work with Kanye. I love to work with the people who aren't afraid to be themselves. Okay. And we know Kanye is not. And not there's afraid. many selves there. <laughs> there's more than one selves when dealing with Kanye. And yeah. we love all of those, all of him and all of those people in there. So as far as, um, so you mentioned one R&B artist, which is Chris Brown. Any female artists? Because you only mentioned men. Tinashe. Okay, okay. And so she sings. So would you go like head to head as far as singing, nope. or would you mix in the rap with a little singing, she, with a little dance? She slayed me in singing, so I let her get that. I just probably rap on the beat or something like that. Something cool, something casual, something me. But there's a lot of people in the industry that I love to work with, like Justin Bieber, uh, Rihanna. 
stuff like that. But I just want to make my music up to par. So when I hop on a song with them, it's not like I'm trash compared to them. So when you get your music out, though, then will you call your daddy? Because that's where you need to pull your daddy card and like, look, daddy, like you heard my music. I did it on my own. It's hot now. Can you call Rihanna for me? Like, well, you don't want your dad to make a phone call. Can we can we get daddy involved somehow? Because uh, at that point, you would have already dropped your music, proven your point. I mean, I'm just saying, like, for me, I feel like if I had one famous person in my family, I guess that's what they're used to as I well. Like, I have like five. Oh, you do? Okay. Ray well, J, Brandy. That's true. You are related to Ray yeah. J and Brandy. Daz. Okay, that's yeah, true. All of them. So oh, and Daz is a producer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I might work okay. with him sooner than not, though. That's somebody I'd love to work with. We had that conversation that day, and it was really, like, mind-blowing. He really blew my mind with that one. And then you can also learn. I know you oh, want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know you want to, like, get yourself in your own zone and come to the table already having studied the craft, understanding the craft. Um, as far as business side, are you studying how contracts are written out or how the business side? Because, of course, you have your family that could help you, but are you doing that on your own as well? Yeah, I don't sign anything unless I give it to my attorney. Are you trying to sign something first or are you trying to just do this on, on your own independently first? Like, mm. Do you want to drop your music on your own, produce, write, drop it first and go that route? Or after you have written your song, produced it, gotten it out, then will you call your daddy? Um, I want to sign for like just like my, my youth, like my youth in the, the game. And then like when I'm older and I'm making like more different music. I'll be independent and I'll start my own record label and stuff like that. But I just want to sign first just to get a name out there first. And then when I have like my whole brand established as myself, then I'll go from there and I'll just build. But I don't want to I don't want to try and do it all by myself without having a label just yet. Cause okay. independent, it's it's kind of hard. Like, I trust me, I see a whole bunch of people who are trying to be independent and it's like it's tough for me to see them struggle when they're making really good music so i would love to just sign and just have a record label deal with all the distribution and everything like that but yeah i'll probably break off and do independent stuff like how my father did okay sure. yeah because i don't i yeah, mean yeah. I, of but his, I, his situation was a lot worse than mine because he was in the death row deal and yeah. and i didn't you know i didn't study that before i came in but i don't know like the whole background on all his record record deals yeah. but i thought today with music that i thought more people were going the independent route first oh, yeah. everybody's going independent first like but they end up signing somewhere and a lot of times they're not even that much independent because they, they rely on somebody else like it's like a lot of, like in the South, they build up on each other. Like, it's not like somebody's just like, oh, I'm just coming out the scene. Like, Russ is one of the only people that's pretty much came out on the scene and really done it independently. And I applaud him for that and everything like that. He makes some pretty good music. But uh, everybody builds on each other because somehow you know somebody. It's exactly. a small city. It's like, oh, it's like, hey, man, I need you to listen to this. Let me slide you it. It sounds good. It bangs in the club. Let me, let's get you on the roster. <laughs> You're just coming out of high school. Do you feel like with... I don't know if it's the popularity of music or it just seems to be so much money to be made in the business or I don't know. But coming out of school, did you find more kids are interested in music, like trying to rap or sing than trying to be a lawyer or a doctor? <laughs> yes, yeah, a quick come up, everybody thinks. But it's not that quick and easy once you start doing it and get behind the mic and then you realize you don't sound like what you think you do. 
Okay, that's great. That's great. I, yeah, I, I feel like so many kids nowadays, not kids because you're not a kid anymore, but young, young adults are <laughs> trying to really pursue the entertainment industry because they think it's the fast money, the fast money. I mean, and don't get me wrong. If you make some, some good music, it could be quick money, but it's not quick money for everybody. It's, but what, what is that process? Like for me, I don't know anything music wise. So I want to kind of dive into what is the process of like getting it once your music is out. Let's say if you have it on iTunes, because I know you could do that on your own now. Uh, you have it on SoundCloud or MixCloud and all these other different avenues. Then once it is a hit, like what's the next step after that? Like, do I have another guest poem? He's coming in. He's had music on iTunes and SoundCloud and those different avenues where you will put your music. And I guess that's the question I have for him. First question is, yeah, like what's that. next? Once you have a song, what is is the next step if you're starting out on the independent route when you do not have a label behind you and what you hear now is poem song we're going to ask him once you get this song out once it's hot once you got your lyrics laid on a track right and you didn't use auto-tune <laughs> and then it sounds good and it's banging how do you get onto shows how do you get your name out there so when we come back you will listen and hear from Poem and Julian as well. Julian is staying with us. This is Jackie Elam Live Entertainment Unlimited. And we shall be right back. Don't forget to call in though. 323-473-3100 if you have any questions. Stay tuned.